Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica. Tell me about the no shirt, dude. What's up with it, dude? Because I, I seriously, you you know who you remind? You're like Burt Kreischer right now. You know that comedian dude who just has yeah, his shirt off all the time, dude. That's he you disgust, right now. He's disgusting now. <laughs> if you're at home. Or if you live in a place where it gets over 100 degrees, you can wear your shirt whenever you want, as long as you're not disgusting. <laughs> I love it, dude. So what? No, it's hot. Go- I was. I've been doing a lot of walks. I mean, everybody's at home, so you go for these walks, and you start getting your sweat on. So I take my shirt off, and when I get home, you know, and no one sees. That's the best part about working online. No one sees that you're in your underwear. That's the best <laughs> part. I'd actually say one of the best parts about working on the internet is that you can dick around all day, and somehow yeah. we still make money. You know, helping people, promoting things and having fun with it. I think the real heroes, honestly, is these people like my fiance. They go to the hospital. Yep. One, they complained to her yesterday. They complained about her fingernails. They said, oh, your fingernails can't be painted. And she's like, do you want me to go home now? Do you want me to help take care of these people? You know, people in her hospital have corona. Wow. Can you imagine? Let me uh, think of a virus that doesn't kill you, but makes you really sick and could likely kill you. And I said, Adam, why don't you come over to my house? I have it. And you might not get it, but just come out like. That's some crazy thing to, for, you know, I'm, my biggest worry is like, are you going to see me without a shirt on? <laughs> but dude, what's with the, so the exercise, I know you're biking a lot, dude, with, you're like a bike hat, dude. Why? Oh, biking? Yeah. What's with, what's with you and biking? Like what, what's the deal with you and biking? You know, like a Jerry Seinfeld. Um, I think for everyone, I don't know about your, your fitness evolution. I'm eating lasagna. Um, I don't know about everyone's got their own kind of fitness story and experience. I got dumped shit, maybe 10 years ago on a bike ride. And she's like, you're fat, which I was, you're hungover, which I was, you're lazy, which I wasn't always lazy, but I was just kind of, I went out and partied the night before this bike ride and I could barely finish the bike ride. It was called the worst fest. So anyways, the, the, the short of that is that I started just getting into health. My buddy from mybodytutor.com is one of my best friends, got me into it. And I think for everyone in their health, they got to find something that's sustainable. From Absolutely. a food, from a food perspective, and from an activity perspective, and and I've evolved it. I've you know it's been so many varieties. I I went anorexic basically. I was like tiny, skinny one, and I just ran a lot. And then I said this is boring. And so the evolution to where I'm at today, because I won't bore you with all the the step by step, is you know I want to have a certain look of a body, right? And what are, and then I want to enjoy certain activities and certain eating habits and drinking habits. So basically, biking. I like going places. I like that I get to go somewhere instead of running. I feel like. I feel like running, you really need to be on the run from too the too damn fucking slow is what it is, man. It's running slow, you don't get much. Right. Do and you, I mean, do you get that like high when you're doing the biking? I mean, do you get that like you, you push through a certain amount of exercise, a certain amount of pain, and then you get to the other side? Or is it so that kind of runner's high with your bike, or what is it or is it not that? You don't yeah, get- so I think running is a part of it. I'll just share a few other things that I've been exercising for the audience if they're interested. Like I love boxing. That's been a really I have a boxing Oculus and I also have a trainer that comes to the house. So I've been really getting into those two. And then I have a, I use PushFit, which is an app I love. I've mentioned it a bunch. Uh, it's a tracking app to just track all my push-ups. So I've been trying to do 100,000 push-ups this year. Um, today, I'm at 125. Fuck. I've got a lot to do. <laughs> well, so wait, wait, wait. Of- are, you, are you giving in that? Are you giving yourself breaks in between, like multiple days to yeah, recover yeah. to try to get big? Uh, for the push-ups, not really. But today, I did 25 in the morning when I woke up and then 50. And then I try to do it as a to do a reward. So if I want to have alcohol or I'm playing a lot of chess, so you can see my chess board over here. Yeah. Um, before I do it, before I fuck around, I have to go do some pushups. So you're doing uh, pain before you do something pleasurable. Is that, the, that's the idea? Yeah. Just like, I want to earn it. I think that's the way my mind likes to, to, you know, it's nice to have even, you know, it's like spending money. I could afford 
very nice things. And even if, you know, I'm still so practical, I wouldn't buy them. Yep. Um, but I like that my friend encouraged me. He's like, you know, if you want to, I got a new bike this year, but I only bought it after last year, I biked over 3000 miles. And I said, you can't get any new, new bike until you actually do this. Good for you. Um, and so in terms of the suffering, I think Lance Armstrong or someone said it really well is that, um, biking is really, I actually, it was one of my favorite books of all time so far. It's called the secret race by Tyler mm -hmm. Hamilton. It's Lance Armstrong's teammate. And this book was phenomenal. And I think he actually said it is that biking is a true measurement of suffering. And so whoever can suffer more will win. It's funny. And, and I've been biking, you know, I like biking more socially and casually. I don't like this, like, I don't know. I, I like that part of it, but definitely I have a trainer at home or when I go biking, there are moments where I get to this sense of myself and this is not as an arrogant, but I don't know where it comes from. And it's like, you are built for this. And, you, and I start getting these, <laughs> you are built for this. You and I start, are. and I start getting these fucking mantras and these starting these. Like, I am fucking. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, I go all the way with that. I'm like, I'm built for this. Like even two days ago, I was putting on some Odessa. Odessa's fucking fire, and uh, somehow in my head it comes to me. It's like this is your time to shine. <laughs> dude, good for you, man. It's know, funny. Man. That you, it's funny you mentioned the biking. I have a friend here. A lot of people in Costa Rica is kind of. It's big for biking which is crazy because it's like the most dangerous fucking place in the world to bike because you're going to get hit. Everybody I know in Costa Rica, a friend of mine said, if you're a biker here in Costa Rica, everybody's got a story of being hit or fucking run off the road or whatever, right? And he's yeah. like, he's telling me about biking. And I'm like, oh, why are the best bikers like 25? Like, when do they hit their peak? He's like, no, 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 young 30s, mid 30s. He's like, that's when they hit their peak. And I'm like, that seems old. Like when I think of NFL or basketball, it seems old. He's like, no, man, those guys have learned how to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. I've noticed that with UFC fighters. Yeah. You don't see a lot of 20-year-olds winning. You see, and I always get, makes me feel good about myself. I'm 38. Most of the champs are 30. Yeah. Most of the champs, you go look at them, I'm like, dude, why are you, how are you so old? So I don't, I don't know the science or how it got to be like that, but that's just an observation I've noticed. Changing gears here. Uh, sumo, app sumo. One thing I've always wondered, sumo is such a great domain name. Mm. Why is... It seems like that's not your main business, though. Why isn't Sumo your main business? It's a longer story. Is most your audience entrepreneurs, and are they in Costa Rica? No, most of my this is me, man. Most of my uh, my audience is people moving to Costa Rica. This is me just getting into the no, no, no for I sure. Mean, I do a lot. I do a lot of entrepreneur kind of shows because this is what I love. Yeah, for sure. You got to do the things you're you know makes it more yeah. fun for the audience if you're excited. Absolutely. Um, I've been to Costa Rica, and the thing I'd like to say: there's three things about Costa Rica: cocaine, hookers. <laughs> And in great beaches. <laughs> that's, that's when I think of Costa Rica. That's what I think you of. Went at, you went at 28 years old. Let me guess. I, How did, old I, I don't do coke and I don't do hookers. I do beaches. Uh, yeah, it was probably around 28 to 30. Yeah. So you experienced the 28 to 30 Costa Rica. The 39-year-old Noah would have a very different experience. The 39-year-old Noah would go to a luxury boutique eco-lodge, right? Where mm. everything's sustainable. And the, the chef comes out and handcrafts a meal based on what you like and, and what's fresh that day. That's the Costa Rica that most people who have some money and some time in their hands enjoy, not, not the cocaine and hookers. I mean, that's a, it's possible, but that's not the best part of Costa Rica. No, Costa Rica is way better than that. I feel you. You, know, yeah. you. you got me, you triggered a thought about Las Vegas. I dated a girl uh, 10 years ago or seven years ago who lived in Las Vegas, but she lived in Henderson. So if you know Vegas, that's like the burbs. Okay. And she doesn't drink. She doesn't party. She doesn't club or anything. So for, you know, the two and a half years we dated, when I went to Vegas, 
we'd watch movies and we'd cook <laughs> and we'd go to like, you know, she was a swing dancer. And so, we'd go, you know, she'd go dance and stuff. And only in the past few years, I was like, oh my God, these people are partying. <laughs> no, you so got to, if that was your experience at Costa Rica, man, you got to come back, man. I might come visit you. No, it's, it's come visit amazing. You, uh, I'm a big fan of Costa Rica. Um, yeah, I, I try and sell it. It's getting absolutely brutalized right now. And that's why I've been, I've been following so? you quite a, oh man. Well, you know, 30% of the GDP is, is tourism, right? And wow. so it literally, what, a week and a half ago, 10 days ago, stopped, like full stopped, right? They shut the airports down. Nobody's coming in. So, you know, the 1,500 hotels in Costa Rica just shuttered, right? And so all those jobs gone. And it's brutal, man. It's brutal. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm watching you because I'm watching you say, hey, everybody preserve capital, right? And I understand it from a business perspective. I understand it from a small business perspective. Even my wife, we have a soap company. We do refillable soaps for these hotels, right? And she's talking with people, you know, guys who have owned hotels for 20 years. They're 65 years old. They're crying on the phone. Like they're closed and they don't know what they're going to do. They don't know if they're ever going to even open again, right? It's like that. And because you know the way it is. Most businesses, most small businesses, dude, if, you have, if they have a month of capital, they're in a good shape, right? Some place, I think it was the median business in the U.S. has like, two weeks of working capital dude it's crazy tight okay right? you want to hear uh, you want to hear some real talk yeah so i have millions of dollars in the bank and i am paranoid that i'm going to be going on the street right and i don't mean it and that it's not as an I arrogant like but i'm telling you like i live my expenses are three thousand dollars a month i am still paranoid wow, that i don't have tight bro you live bro it's a tight pucker i'm tripping you and i'm doing nothing bro it's a tight pucker let me tell you that looks like a starfish and yeah. so it's not as a brag and I, I hope the audience are, it's not about that, but I'm saying like the number one thing is that you need to have lower your cost of living and whatever you can do to put money in the bank that you don't even have to worry about it. And so I right. just never want to worry about it, but I, even now I'm worried. Well, see, I, I take a little bit of the opposite. I understand completely what you're talking about, which is self-preservation, man. We all got to take care of Everybody, our families, man. right? Everybody does. And we've done that here. I mean, we're fortunate. We're not as fortunate as, as you, but we have money. We have businesses. We have properties. Well, I wasn't right? trying to brag. You, you're no. bigger, your dick is bigger than mine. You have <laughs> no, a way bigger dick. It certainly is not, dude. Well, maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying? We're fortunate. We're the fortunate ones, right? Um, are we, we fortunate actually... or did we Are we fortunate or did we choose to do certain things that oh, we dude, thought would be better? Don't even go. Yes, I'm 100% on board. And it's not as an arrogant thing. Fort, fortune favors the bold, right? I mean, there's no doubt about it. Why do we? Yes, it, there was not luck that you didn't luck in the millions of dollars. You took risks and you, t you started businesses and you provided value to thousands of people. 100%, 100 um, I'm 100% on board there. Um, but I do take a little bit of a different tact. I do t take the tact of, look, when I'm talking to my wife about our product line, I'm like, look, we've got to extend our runway as long as possible so we can stay yes. in business as long as possible to make sure we're here when the turnaround occurs, right? But at the same time, we got to put ourselves out there um, to try, make sure, try to keep as many people as we can on board, you know, as many employees as we can, you know, try and keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing and, and do the things where if we are, if we do have some money and we're not in a tight spot where we begin putting money back into the system, because if everybody just rapes, if everybody just cuts back to nothing, like, we're, we're screwed, dude, right? As a society, like we've got to spend, right? It can't just be the government giving everybody $1,200 checks, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's actually another thing I'm really conflicted about. 
And I think if any business, so it, I chose to work in the thing. I, I'm lucky. Honestly, I don't believe in luck. I think you make your own luck. I don't 100%. believe in hope. I don't believe in like hoping for things. You. We're on the same so page. The, I think there's two key things with that. I was blessed and lucky that my stepfather is an engineer. I was born in Silicon Valley. My dad was a copier salesman. And yep. it turns out that like all I have to do is just follow their interest. And that was something I got excited about. And I made a career out of that. And yep. I feel, I can't believe I get paid to do what I do. Yeah. The second, so we got, I got lucky with that. I think now the question is, and this is the hard part. If you're out there and you got fucked by the virus, right. uh, you're still alive. You still have food. You still have shelter. So now is the time to go become an entrepreneur, start businesses. I think to the second point you're saying, Adam, is that this is where I'm conflicted. All this money's coming out. In my life, I've never seen a government be efficient. Oh God, dude. In, God, so dude. the question I have is, how does the money get distributed and how does it not get taken advantage of? Because here's a question for myself. Should our company, whether we're profitable or not profitable, try to not make sure that we can sustain and take some capital that's, that we've paid taxes into to hopefully yep. help ourselves? And so I think there is going to be a lot of conflict about many people. I have a lot of friends who are very wealthy that have sent me analysis with their lawyers and accountants. I swear, this was immediately when it came out and said, right. here's all the ways we're going to take advantage of this. And part of me is like, that's fucked up. There's people more than you, more than me who need it. And on the other side, if everyone's getting more money and you're left out, you kind of get screwed potentially at the end. And it's a tough situation. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you I saw, I watched a video with you the other day where you were like, I hate to use the word take advantage, right? Cause you're not, you understand that everybody's suffering. Everybody, well, not everybody, a whole lot of people are suffering, right? But that doesn't mean you can't see opportunities and take care of, and take opportunities. I mean, I've, I've looked back at the previous, you know, 2008, 9-11, 2000, and missed opportunities that I missed, that my brother missed. You know, I remember after 2008, I was screaming at my brother because he had some money on the sidelines. I'm like, why aren't you buying condos in Miami? The condos are $40,000 in Miami on the beach. I was like, just no buy four, just buy four. Like what's the worst that could happen? Could it go to 30,000? So you lose 10,000, what's your risk? You know, but everybody gets so scared, right? You know what I mean? So I believe there's gonna be amazing opportunities. I'm trying to, you know, just look and, and try to develop you know, different opportunities. And part of it is doing more kind of content and stuff like that, just because I have more time, you know? Um, I think that there's going to be a lot more content out there. And oh, so there's figuring out, you know, everyone's at home, like, well, now let me be a, you know, Instagram Dude, I'm following star. your lead. I see like the noon with Noah and, you know, whatever you guys got going on. We man, don't even just... know what we're doing. I mean, no, no, I'll no. tell you, we're just going wild. The thing that someone said that I think made me really be excited was, don't, I'm not trying to go out and make money. I have no courses. I have nothing to sell, but I really am excited and I, I thrive in this chaos. And I think I have a lot that I could teach or share or connect around yeah. all this. And so I'm just experimenting with fucking everything and anything to go do it. Well, it's funny you say that because this whole fucking podcast, I've been doing it for like a year and a half. I've never, it was never done with any idea of, of making money. Um, but it's been, for me, it's been just fun. I just love doing this. I love talking to people, but I still never made money. I've never, there's no money being made. I can't see a way. I, I would love to make a way, but you know, side projects and stuff. It's just like doing it for the love of it. Um, you know yeah. I mean, mean, I've been trying to pay my bills with that type of attitude, but it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the bigger thing if you here can is pay your bills with love, bro. This what an amazing well, I know, world. If you think about it conceptually from our, from like a existential human point, like, what's the point of all this paper that we will fight over? And I, you know, there's definitely been fear where 
I have money in the bank that what if it, if it disappears and, and really we become a gun society, we're a, a moneyless society. And, you know, people have been thinking about that. But I think overall, we, we have way too much. I mean, people with money say shit like this, but I think we, we put way too much effort on the money. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely a lack of like, what's really most important. And I talked to this professor yesterday. He, man, he kicked my ass and I loved it. It was Asawat Damadoran. And he is one of my favorite people. I'm going to, you know, I'm, his, I'm a disciple. And he is a, he's a valuations and finance professor at NYU. And he is putting out amazing content about the economy and about companies and so forth. And I was like, why aren't you just going and getting rich? If you could do these valuations, if you can, you have insights about these companies that no one else is picking up. And he's like, I just want to teach. And like, what am I going to do with all this money? Mm-hmm. And it, his, his ultimate point, you already know what I'm going to get at, was just go, you know, when you look back on your life, how do you want to reflect? Yeah, man. Like, so, what, do you, what do you want your legacy to be? Yeah. And he was like, look, my legacy is how many people can I impact with my teaching? How many people can I get to think differently? And he's already gotten me thinking differently. Sure. And then the funny part about it, though, was that I was like, well, he's actually probably still pretty rich, though, from what he does on the side. <laughs> look, man, this is part, look, I, I'm, I'm of the firm belief, the firm fucking belief. That the richer we get, the better off we are, right? The world. I want everybody rich, right? Well, the if thing is, can the, everyone actually be rich though? Is that technically? I, well, rich in the way that you, you're somewhat taking, I mean, you see it in our society now. Rich, not in the meaning of multimillionaire. Rich in the, ma- in the meaning of you have time to contemplate your life because you have time, right? Is if that good or bad? Coal, if you're coal, working in a coal mine in 1930, you don't got time. You come home, you eat, you sleep, you take a shit and you go to bed, right? You don't got time to do that shit. There's no, I mean, you look at the suicide rates right now. The only reason those things are going up is because people are like, the meaning is gone, dude. They, they can't find meaning. It's hard to find meaning in a game of Fortnite, right? And so this is kind of a challenge of our society. When it gets so good, when it gets so good, we begin actually like everybody starts contemplating the meaning of existence and man, that's when you get hit. That's when you hit against a wall. And I don't know if you, have you ever had a chance to like experience like a real long time off, like six months to a year off. Like when that happens, when you take that, like I've taken, we were sold a company, you know, 2004 or whatever. I took three years off, dude, you get smacked in the face where it's like everything you have, you've got everything you want. You have money, you have time, you can literally do whatever you want and you're still miserable. And what are you going to do then, man? And yeah, I'd rather, me, you know, actually, a, there's a favorite quote of mine is like, I'd rather be rich and unhappy than poor and unhappy any day, you know? Well, so, that's for sure. Man. <laughs> so, I, you know, I actually don't like having as it's, I like money. I, you know, it's funny. I think my superpower is making money, but I just, I don't spend it and I don't have a lot funny, of material man. things. It's just a, the way you, know, you said I would go to some eco, you know, <laughs> Hostel, whatever, dude. I would look for the disc. I'm like, hostel, mo- no, bro. I'm Eco like, bro, is there a motel? I'm talking out there? a thousand dollars a night for some awesome disc, man. Nice. I'm like, yo, is there a motel eight out there? So, anyways, <laughs> but I think my point though is that, um, I like the. I think sometimes the fact that the people that are the happiest, like my, I don't want to uh, hate on my mom, but there's people out there that I think are just, you know, working to get by and just living life and they're enjoying it. And yep. I don't think they're spending as much time thinking about what's the purpose of my life and. Sometimes, you know, a lot of it is actually, I think that's better. I think the only I, difference. I, I, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree yeah. with you. But our I think society the, the is only, not, yeah, 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 sorry. The only difference that I think really matters that is that do they have as many freedoms or choices that they particularly like? And so, so on one side, one side, that might not be best, but on the other side, it's probably pretty damn good for them uh, for the most part. And I think they're probably a lot more fulfilled 
mm-hmm. and satisfied with their life than, you know, some schmo like me that, you know, not right now. Right now I'm super fulfilled with all this stuff. But for a lot of time, I'm like, what do I, because I have all this time. I'm like, what do I do yeah, with I get life? it, dude. And it's like, fuck boo-hoo you, dude. Get off your goddamn, like, you know, so. I, I, but that that usually comes around after success. You, I, I'm pretty sure you weren't necessarily thinking that. I'm, I'm just talking for myself because I see it in myself. Like, I wasn't thinking that way when I was 20. When I was 20, I was like, how can I get, put myself in a position to like have enough where I can be like retired or live the good life or whatever, right? And then when you get that, you're like, oh shoot, what the hell, man? And so you start doing other stuff and that's where I wanted to go next was like ayahuasca because we got less than 10 minutes. Bro, I love it. All right, yeah, because I'm gonna go you bike You did the ayahuasca. I you did. Take your trip, you did take like trip to Israel, right? For me, that says to me, hey, he's trying, he's looking for something. He's looking for that like little bit of meaning or something in your life. Tell me about it. You know, I think in general with all of us, Adam, we all want to give different meanings to our life. And so we'll, we'll go to the grocery store and something will happen and the box falls on our foot and we're like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> or, you know, I was going to say like, you know, I really got to respect my grandmother more. And you're like, why did this box of fucking gefilte fish falling on my toe impact me that way? And so <laughs> I, I, th- I think as humans, we, you said it earlier, we self-preserve, right? So right now, as things are t- tightening up, People are like, yep. I got to fucking defend myself. Yep. And, you know, it's why, you know, if you look, watch Nature Channel, the, you know, the animals defend the cubs. And so I think with ayahuasca and self-exploration, there's a component of looking for insights and looking for rationales or justifications, things that, that may not be true. Sure. And I think understanding yourself is helpful, but I don't know if it always makes life better. I agree. Yep. And... I don't know. Uh, I, I like reading about myself. I li- I've liked therapy. I've liked ayahuasca. You know, I, I think there's different. Wait, were you, did you like ayahuasca when you were running away from the fucking no. ceremony, bro? No. And I, I mean, I did it a second. So another time I didn't put it, put it out there. That was the first ceremony I did three yeah. days and I've done a second one for three days. And I think I've kind of hit my peak of doing it. I think yeah. it, it's, it's a different tool. It's a tool to release. Really I have, you know, I've done a bunch of different drugs and these drugs in different contexts can provide you different insights. Like I did shrooms in uh, San Carlos, Mexico uh-huh. uh, about a month ago. And during the hike, I had some really interesting insights about my, my mother-in-law. I had some crazy insights about my, my office manager, not mine, but the <laughs> office manager. Sure. And some insights about my mom that I don't know if I would have had him while I was biking or if yeah, I was sitting. Amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. And so I think these tools and people call them medicines. And I do believe that. I think these tools and medicines do provide uh, another way to understand things and help you become a better person and, and live a more fulfilled life. Yeah. But it's not either. The problem, here's the number one problem with though. It's not easy. <laughs> like if you want easy, if you want easy, right. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of like an easy way to go do, you know, go sit and meditate for five minutes and maybe that'll solve it. And no way. No, do that for 40 years, right? I mean, look, man, we know, you know, if you've built anything, you know, easy is no, it doesn't exist, man. There is no easy. Easy doesn't exist. If you're looking for, if you really want meditation to make an impact, dude, I am meditated for years. I saw the blue light. I've had the oneness experience, you know, all of that. And you still, you come out of it still and you're like, oh, and I'm still here, right? It didn't last or whatever. Or you have, you know, guys who do the DMT trip and you you take off and you're somewhere else and you see somewhere else and you're like this is real and you come back and you're like what the fuck i'm still you know there's still that thing here right we still gotta still muddle through and figure this out right and uh, yeah i mean it's 
yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I won't want to say it's easy because everyone's got a different life and everyone's got different priorities. Like, you know, my brother's telling my mom all the time, you got to go to therapy. You got to fix your shit. I don't think that's just, this is not her game right now. And, you know, she's, you know, 60s and so it's not something that she's going to go do. Yeah. Uh, and so I think different people have to ask themselves which parts of their life are they wanting to go deeper on. If it's something, I think generally the answer to me is if it's something that you're asking yourself, like, hey, I'm not fulfilled. Hey, I feel like I'm plateauing. That's probably the sign that you should be exploring whatever means possible to, uh, you know, to keep growing and challenging yourself. Blah, 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 fulfillment. (laughs) Blah, 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 fulfillment. No, but you know what I mean? The same old shit. Dude, I love it, man. I I, I, I fucking love it. That's exactly right, man. It's funny because I had a guy on the podcast the other day um, Mm. who started this uh, juice company called Soul Tea. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's like cold pressed glass bottle. The ultimate in like, you know, hippie-ish kind of nature you know product i mean it's the ultimate right okay like the the peak experience for that and we're getting into it and he has lives on a permaculture farm here in costa rica but he's built a really you know big business back in the states and we're talking about it and he's getting into the spiritual nature of it and all this stuff and i've been through the whole you know meditation and retreats and all that shit and stuff okay and at the end of the day he's like because, you know, every day he's posting on Instagram and making juice and all this shit. And, and he's like, you know, at the end of the day, it may not any fucking matter. I may just be fooling myself. And I was like, fuck yeah, man. That yeah, that I love that. that. Dude. It's just like somebody who actually realizes that we may be convincing ourselves that this is right or this is the best. And at the end of the day, we all may be just fucking fooling ourselves, man. We all just you may know, be in the matrix. Everyone is trying to live their best life, man. Like yep. you are, I am, everyone you know is. And so... However, I think the hard part sometimes, I don't think getting what you want in life is hard. I think yeah. getting what you want in life is actually the easy part. I think figuring out what the fuck you actually really want, what I really want, I, you know, and that evolves and that changes and some things don't change. And you have to think about, you know, a bunch of my friends were shorting the market and made all this money. And then I was like, am I a fucking dumbass? Should I have shorted the market? Why are they smarter than me? And I have to, you have to think about what do I really want? And I was like, yeah. that's, you know, and I did think about it. I, I went biking, came home, wrote down what I thought. I'm going to put out a video about what I did with my finances during this time. And I think the point with that is that everyone's got to just figure out in whatever way possible what they really want. Because going after it is fucking easy if it's something you really want. It's true. I, I mean, I can tell for myself, I've put off for years going after what I want. Going after even thinking about what I want. Rather, just I'll just float through and not actually like decide this is what I want to do. And uh, mm. I can, you absolutely hit the nail on the head for me there. That's hundred percent, man. Anyway, bro. No, I got another style. minute or two. You got anything else? Uh, Hall drop. How's that going, man? What do you think of it? Talk, you talk to me about it. Uh, you know, for me, I'm like products. I, I you know, I just, I, I love AppSumo, dude. I, I love it. Cause I, you know, I can't tell you how many I bought, you know, probably dozens of product on that site. Right. Um, cause the stuff is really enticing. It's enticing in a way that it's like, Ooh, how do I, yeah, I do need that. I do need that social media tool, or I do need this, or, you know what I mean? Um, okay. or, wow. I do need be live. Be live. I want to go live and be able to put, you know, I do need that. Right. Um, while hall drop is more like for me, it's like, uh, it's almost like walking into Costco and you see like those, I don't know, the drum set or something. You're like, Ooh, drum set. But do I, you know, do I really need it? You know, I definitely don't really need it right? Um, it's more like the desire. I don't know what they'd even call it. At, like, That's interesting. It's like, it's like the things that are the momentary, like, oh, wow, that would be cool. Oh, wow, that would be cool. Um, 
but I don't know how it, it seems like that might be tough. You know, maybe it, maybe it's like an email. Like uh, you're obviously like the king of email. I'm not king, but, but like I would say queen. But thank you. You're, you're pretty damn good at fucking email. Um, so maybe an email a day. Like look at this wicked product. This is the wicked product of the day, or something like that. Might be an interesting way to propose it to people rather than I got to go visit the site and look at what's happening. Hey, this was the top product of the day, and this is a really cool product. Might be the way where I don't have to visit it. I don't have to think about it. But ooh. Noah's hit me with the top product of the day, and it's, I don't know, fucking a cup that self-pours in my mouth. Fucking, I want one of those, man. You know what I mean? Something, yeah, you know? Um, I don't know. Interesting. So we've, How- you know, we've tried a lot of different businesses and a lot of different ideas over these years, and I think what I've had, you know, you, you, we all have a special talent. You do, Adam. I do. Your wife does. My fiance. Everyone out there has some talent. Maybe it's being lazy. Maybe it's being alcoholic. <laughs> whatever it is. Everyone's got something. And I think my ultimate talent is an evangelist. I am the non-religious evangelist of the world. And specifically, I evangelize around creators and products uh, that I ad- admire. And so yeah. we've done that on the software side with AppSumo. Right now, it's with, you know, we have specials on these products. But I think there's a future, a very soon future, where they're not always specials. But mm-hmm. it's just what's amazing tools to help you grow a business. And then I think on the product side, there's so many amazing creators and it's not that I want consumerism and more materialism. I just think there's amazing creators that have no fucking clue how to get the word out about the new exactly. products. No, that's hundred percent, man. 100%. And I think we're, we're at a great place to say either we're going to promote people making, make, we're going to promote people making amazing products or we yep. give them the tools like SendFox or King Sumo or whatever that is to go do it themselves. Okay. 30 seconds. This is my, I got a product, right? And I don't know how to fucking market it. Right. What's this product? There's this, there's a, an herb. That if you put it on your tongue, it changes your taste buds, right? So sweet yeah. doesn't, it, it basically kills all sweet flavor, right? So I made it into basically a spray, spray it on your tongue, basically numbs the tongue to flavor. So wax out when you have food. The idea is that you spray it on the tongue, wax out your food buds, your taste buds. And so you eat less because food is like, eh, it's weird, not so great. Mm, don't like it as much as a way to lose weight. How should I market that, man? So, you know what I realized about my marketing? I really only do, can market the products that I like. <laughs> I, you know, I'll tell you, there's my friend's buddy created this forum for like people dying. And he's like, hey, how do I market it? And I was like, <laughs> one, it's just not my, it's not my, and it's not, it's not, I don't mean to give it as an excuse. And there's no, I get it. You, you're there's princi- you're, yeah, there's I principles. It. I, I, yeah. I don't even think I'm a great marketer. I just think I find things that it's literally my calling to go put them out in the world. Gotcha. It's yeah, like, 100%. yo, this thing is so fucking good that I just am going to do whatever it takes. I don't know which way it's going to take or how I'm going to do it, but that's my take. But there's fundamentals and principles. So you have a thing that changes taste. So does it make things taste better or worse? So how does it make it no, taste? worse? Yeah, worse. Mm-hmm. So it makes you, so does it make you like discouraged from eating fatty shit? No, just sugary sweet shit. Yeah. Okay. So if I, do I eat it before I eat that? Yeah. You got to spray it on your tongue before you eat. Okay. And then. So who would this be? Because basically marketing is only who and where and what are they buying, right? And then maybe why are they buying it? But like, mm-hmm. so who is this person for? Who is this for? This is for, this, base, this product's for someone who wants to lose weight and is, um, I don't know, just, I mean, basically that. But, you know, do I have the niche down? I don't know, honestly, you know. So I think you're way too broad. So yeah, let's just course. start with that. You're, who needs to be, I am targeting fat women that live in Costa Rica. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I'm serious. Like the more granular, right? 
Yeah, the more narrow, not granular, whatever you want to call it, the easier mm-hmm. it is for you to be successful. Right. So if it's for, then the question is, you know, where are those people and why do they want it? So the question, the thing that I always like to do next is what is the easiest way for me to go approach those kind of people? Because a lot of times, there's a lot of times when people are, you know, starting businesses, the first thing they do is let me do ads. Let me go post online. Let me go do random shit. And my thought is always like, why don't we try to focus on who we already have access to and who we already, who already knows us? Yeah. Yep. Dude, that's why you're good at this, man. That's why you got millions in the banks, brother. (laughs) No, it's hard to do. The average human like myself, who's an idiot with marketing, you know, just doesn't even know where to begin. Right. And uh, thanks for that tip, man. I appreciate that. I don't think you're an idiot, but so what are you actually, what are you planning on doing? One thing oh, I'm I don't sure. even know if I'm going to do it, man. I, you know, I, I, a million ideas come through. That was just one that I was like, ooh, that one it kind of, you know, there are ones that kind of stick in your brain. Like that's been in my brain for a year. And like when I went back to the States, you know, a couple months ago, I actually purchased like, I don't know, 50 pounds of the stuff. And I was like, let's start making this shit. And, uh, you know moving the ball forward though. And I'm just like, you know, it's kind of like you get stuck kind of mid, I do anyway, get stuck kind of midway through creating something new. Cause actually the thing that I'm like, Oh man, how am I going to mark? How am I even going to get this out to people? Like to even just try, you know what I mean? Or to even know if it really works, right? It might do the opposite. Like it might make food taste like shit. And so people eat more, you know, it might have the Do you have anyone that you could reach out and try to sell it, pre-sell this to? Right. I mean, no, I don't have anybody, man. No. So why I mean, the fuck I, would you I, make that I, thinking like doing, I was thinking of actually just doing like getting with a school or something and doing like a trial, right? And just basically give it out and do like a, a small like clinical trial to see if it does anything. Do it, do it that way. But I, I don't know. So, yeah. I mean, I think you're doing what most people are doing incorrectly. And yeah. when you start a business, I think there's many ways to get to the destination of a successful business and a sustainable one but I always like to do the least risk possible and least cost spending possible, which is part of risk. And so it's like, well, who do I have access to? How do I save time? And how do I not spend a lot of money to, to find that out? Yeah. You're a genius, bro. I'm not dude. I just, <laughs> you're a genius, time. dude. <laughs> um, dude, Ed, are, yeah, how are the guns doing today, man? It's not you bad, do- dog. I'm going to go do some push-ups. I'm going to get a bike right in and then I got to, Having some friends over for chicken wings at seven. Sounds great, man. Thanks so much, dude, for joining me. I really appreciate it, brother. Okay, dude. All right, man. Lot of ass. Thank you for, for having me on. I'll see you in Costa Rica. Let's get, let's get like some sponsored. When Costa Rica's back open, ask the government to give me some money. I want to fly out. <laughs> see, look, look how I'm, I'm like trying to get a deal. I have to get a deal. Dude, you can't stay at my house, dude. I got a house at the beach, Manuel Antonio. I'll hook you up, man. You actually don't seem like a creeper. So I'll, I would take you up on that 100%. <laughs> There's, there's all the internet is full of the, the reason we work online is because we're creepy if we weren't creepy i'd work at a bar all right buddy let me know when you guys are open i'm gonna come hang out with you in costa rica we'll do some coke some hookers <laughs> and then use and then use my eco-friendly wife might have soap. a problem with that but maybe we'll do some ayahuasca brother later man <laughs> all right man later thanks for having me bye